What's going on, everyone? Episode 71 of Locker Talk Live. It is our Thursday preview show where we look at some of the games you need to know about as we head into this week's Texas high school football action. Joining me today are Jackson and Josh. Jackson, how you doing, man? Doing good. Uh, busy day, week two. Uh, I'll be heading up the Crosby, Fort Bend, Marshall game. Very excited to watch that game, but uh, lots of great games going around uh, going on around the state. Josh, how you doing, man? Where are you headed this week? I'm doing good. Uh, not going to a game tonight, but tomorrow night heading down to uh, Sam Vitenza Stadium to watch Ridgepoint take on Dickinson. I'll have the call of that game on uh, KPRC2 Plus as our uh, Friday night football game of the week on KPRC2 Plus, powered by Vibe. There we go. Got the graphic on the screen for you right now, 7 p.m. Be sure to join Josh on the call. Well, hey, week one of the Texas high school football season is come and gone. Half the teams are 1-0, half are 0-1. Heading into week two, first question for you guys for today's show. What is one team across Texas you feel is in need of a win and why? Jackson, let's start with you. Well, I'm going to give two. Uh, I think – the Woodlands, number one, you come off a loss like that where you get blown out, a lot of hype built up around the season. You need to come back week two and uh, have a really good game against a Lamar team who went out and dominated Beaumont Westbrook last week. So uh, they're not just someone you can just roll over. So be on, be on the look for that game on Friday. Uh, I also think Ridgepoint as well, a team that Josh will be seeing on Friday. I think they're a team that needs to get a win. They were tight in a game against Westlake up until the third quarter. Then Westlake really blew the game open. Uh, I think they need a big-time win as well. Josh, how about you? What's that one team that needs a win this week? Well, any coach will tell you if they're sitting there at 0-1, they need a win this week because nobody wants to start the season 0-2. There's some big programs, though, across the state of Texas that are 0-1. You think about the Allen Eagles. You think about South Oak Cliff. You think about, um, you know, Dickinson, the team that's going to play Ridgepoint tomorrow. Ridgepoint, they're 0-1 to start the season. Um, You know, it's not – everyone needs to calm down. It's not panic button time just because you lose week one. A lot of these – early season non-district games are meant for tune-ups and stuff. And I think Craig Stump of Atascacita said it best last week. He said, even though these kids have played multiple, you know, high school games across their career, they could be a very senior laden team. They're still going to be nervous that first game. They're still nervous. You still have to knock off. You still have to knock the rust off in the first game. Um, That's why they have non-district. That's why we're not playing district games to start the season. Uh, But as far as a team that needs a win, um, I think Crosby is one of those. They kind of took it on the chin last week against C.E. King. They're back at home tonight against Fort Bend Marshall. You know, Fort Bend Marshall, a good team. This is a this is a rematch of a state uh, or regional final from a few years ago when Crosby and Fort Bend Marshall met. That was the year Crosby uh, made the run all the way to the state championship game. Um, they made it met in that regional final. Crosby ended up winning that game against Fort Bend Marshall, went on to the state semifinals, beat Liberty Hill in that epic conclusion in um, College Station and or in Bryan and then went on to play in the state championship game. So I would say Crosby is probably one of those teams that definitely they want to see their offense get going this week. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. And, and I think me and you and, and everyone, we talked about it. We talked about it last week on the show. You know, it's not do or die, right? That's why you have these games. You want to play these these tough district opponents. But at the same time, 
you want to win, right? Sometimes getting that win feels good. It gets your team energized. And so we'll be interesting to see how some of these 0-1 teams perform uh, heading into week two. Let's move on to our next question here. And, and Josh, I'll start with you. What's one intriguing matchup? Not necessarily maybe a must-watch, but intriguing for, for one reason or another that you, you will be paying attention to as we head into the, as we head into the games starting tonight. I'm intrigued by, you know, C. King going on the road to Allen. I think that's an interesting one. The fact that, you know, can this be a second straight year that a Houston team takes down Allen? Remember, Atascacita did it last year and ended Allen's, you know, ultimate winning streak that they had in the regular season. Um, you know, can Houston beat DFW that, you know, the whole H-Town versus DFW fight that is always happening. Uh, so that's going to be an intriguing one. I think this game is going to really tell us what C. King is all all about. They looked really good last week um, against Crosby. Keith Willis Jr. had over 200 yards rushing. They had good quarterback play. You know, is this C. King team for real this year? Because they play, remember, Dub, they play in a very competitive district. They play in the same district as North Shore and Atascacita. So, if they can go and beat a team like Allen, this would cement C. King as, you know, made a team definitely to watch in 21-6A and start circling those matchups of them against North Shore and Atascacita. But they have a very tall task. They have to take on an Allen team that is 0-1, and you know that they want to get a victory. So that's probably a more intriguing matchup of the week for me. Jackson, how about you? What's one intriguing matchup for you heading into this week? I'm going to pick a uh, private school game that's happening here in Houston. We've got Parish Episcopal coming down from Dallas to play Episcopal. Uh, while many people might not know about Parish Episcopal uh, from the Houston area, Parish, Parish Episcopal has won the state championship for TAPS in 6A past three years. They've got it, uh, starters on both sides of the ball. Uh, all have Power 5 D1 offers. This is a legit private school team who just beat Alito last week, taking on an Episcopal team that looked really good against Livingston last week. Uh, Carson Gordon uh, went absolutely nuts on the field. Uh, I expect him to have a big game against Parrish as well. I think this is a game that's very intriguing because there's lots of D1 talent on both sides for a private school game. So I think that uh, this is a game that maybe pay attention to. I think it's a game I will definitely be paying attention to and uh, keep an eye out for Parrish Episcopal and Episcopal this week. I'm going to give you two games here that are intriguing, and it's intriguing because of the the kind of the stats behind them, if you will. I'm, I'm talking about Shiner taking on Industrial, Furio taking on um, Corpus Christi London. So Shiner and Furio both own one, and here here's here's an interesting stat for you. Furio has has um, not got, lost back to back games in a season since 2004. They also haven't started a season 0 and 2 since 1997. Shiner has not lost back-to-back games in a season since 2013 and has not started a season 0-2 since 2007. So crazy, crazy, crazy that these two teams have this kind of potential to be 0-2 and kind of for the first time in forever and and lose back-to-back games first time forever. And they're playing somewhat tough competition. Both of the teams are playing are 3A schools, so, you know, playing up a little bit. Uh, I think, of course, Christian London has a pretty decent squad. I don't know. I think Industrial, I think, as well. Yeah, I think they made it to the third round of the playoffs last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So, you know, not not an easy task this week for either team. So a lot on the line. So those those are two, two of my most intriguing games uh, for for this week. Let's talk about our Thursday night showdown this week. I'm gonna put the put the uh, 
put it up on the screen here. Fort Ben Marshall taking on Crosby. We've mentioned about it a little bit. Seven o'clock, presented by Daspit Law Law, uh, Law Firm. Uh, very big time game here. I mean, Fort Ben Marshall they won last week, but it was a very kind of back and forth affair, if you will. I think a very what was it a was it fourteen seven or something like that? Very low scoring game. Uh, and then Crosby. I mean, we know what happened with uh, with uh, them and C.E. King. So very big matchup for both teams. Let's break down this game. Josh, let's start with you. Um, go ahead and talk to me a little bit about this game, what we can expect from it. Well, Foreman Marshall has the star power, right? They've got the three-star Houston command, Jacoby Banks. They've got the three-star TCU command, Zachary Chapman. Trent Thomas is a three-star Baylor commit. Elijah Sims has two offers. Jared Jordan Sample is an Arkansas State commit. Michael Patterson is a three-star Houston commit. So Foreman Marshall has commits all over the field. So from a recruiting standpoint from a recruiter standpoint this is a gold mine of a game to go to because you're going to see a lot of talent across the board now granted jacoby banks who played quarterback last year for fort ben marshall has shifted out to receiver last week he had a 92 yard touchdown on his first reception of the season so he has speed can they get this offense going a little bit more i was a little surprised that fort ben marshall only scored 14 points last week i was also surprised that crosby only scored seven points last week and gave up 63. so this is going to be a very telling game because this is going to be kind of evenly matched. You know, last week, Crosby played a 6A team. Forbin Marshall played a 6A team. Now we're going to bring it back down to the 5A and, you know, kind of level the playing field a little bit. And it's going to be interesting to see if Crosby can get up at home and play and beat this Forbin Marshall team that, you know, Franklin Jackson has, you know, star power all across the field. Jackson, let's turn it over to you now. What do you make of this game? Yeah, I think this is going to be a great matchup for both teams. I think the real test is going to be at the quarterback position. Crosby has a quarterback who's very experienced. Uh, Siren Miles uh, led a team last year that uh, made it all the way up to the regional final and lost to Liberty Hill, uh, or I believe maybe semifinal. I might be wrong on the exact game. But he led a team uh, deep in the playoffs last year. He's got the experience. He's got uh, great legs, a good arm. In that in the offensive system, I want to see how he does tonight against uh, a defense like we said that has a ton of talent. Uh, can he get away? Can the offensive line protect against Trent Thomas and Zachary Chapman on both sides of the edge, who are going to be coming at him all night? On the other side of the ball, can Fort Ben Marshall get the ball to their playmakers? Uh, I feel like that's kind of what they struggled with last week. Uh, they got the ball to Jacoby Banks on the 92-yard reception for a touchdown, but after that, uh, the offense kind of struggled some. So I, I want to see how the quarterback plays tonight for them because I think on both sides of the ball, that's going to be the key for their teams. If their quarterbacks are playing well uh, and they can get the ball to their playmakers, uh, I think if Fort Ben Marshall can get the ball to Jacoby Banks tonight as much as possible in the open space, I think they're going to be very successful. So very excited to see this game. Speaking of Crosby, uh, you know, we got to talk about their opponent now from last week. C.E. King, a very, very impressive win. I don't know if anybody thought that game would go the way it did. Uh, and now they turn around and they're playing Allen. So, you know, they're starting their season off, you know, playing some quality opponents. Does C.E. King have a chance to beat Allen? What, what do you think of their chances? Jackson, let's start with you. Yeah, I think it starts on the defensive side of the ball for them. Uh, they've got a ton of talent on the defense. They've got Cam Beiser who's committed to Colorado. Uh, they've got another defensive end who's committed to Texas. They, they've got a ton of talent on the field. And then from an offensive perspective, uh, I, I think if you're if you're feeding Keith Wills Jr. the 
the bulldozer, his nickname, and you're getting him uh, the carries he needs, and then you're play-actioning off of that with Denim Johnson at quarterback, uh, who was really great last week being able to find open receivers down the field. I think they could really make a good run here against Allen. Though though Allen lost last week, they're going to be chippy this week. Uh, They haven't lost back-to-back games. I think that was the first time they had lost back-to-back games uh, in a very long time. So they're going to come out with some hunger. Uh, But I I think C.E. Keen's up to the task. I think they're ready to show that uh, they're one of the top dogs in their district. And uh, North Shore and Atascacita should should watch out. You know, Josh, it, it, you know, people, I think people forget, you know, they were playing kind of a private school power, you know, in, in the nation uh, last week. And so Allen's loss while they lost, you know, it, you don't want to take too much away from that. You kind of think of Duncanville last year. I mean, you know, they get, uh, you know, walled up last year, you know, against the nationwide private school and then just go all the way to the state finals before losing to North Shore. I mean, can does he King can they hang in there? Can they kind of do what Tescasita did last year uh, against Allen? I think you just have to in, in this kind of game. I think you just have to you know you never know what's going to happen, right? I mean, I was meeting with Craig Stump earlier this week from Tescasita, and he was even mentioning from last year. He's like, you know, it's week two of the season. You never know what's going to happen. You know, they went up there, they beat Allen in there. Now Allen is taking St. Joe and. That's a power and stuff like that. that you know, can Allen getting this week offense is going to be the big question? They didn't run the ball well against St. John Bosco. They only had eight rushing. They threw the ball okay. Quarterback had two interceptions. And like Jackson mentioned, this CE King defense is very, very, very good. Coming into the season, we knew CE King's defense was going to be good. Their defense has always been good. The question is, can the offense get going now? Keith Willis Jr., like Jackson mentioned, named the bulldozer, went off for over 200 yards last week. So that tells me, okay, they got a run game. That's for sure. They got offensive linemen up front that can make push. And on the defense, they've got Cam Beiser. He's going to Colorado. You know, they've got Jalazen Landry, who's going to Utah. He's a defensive lineman. They got Logan Mackey. He's a cornerback going to Army. Like, the list goes on and on. Dulane Harris, that wide receiver. I mean, C.E. King has the pieces to push Allen. They really do. You know, Allen's got Casey Carpenter. He's an inside offensive lineman that, that's going to go to Tulsa, so you have to worry about him up front as the defensive line is going to face him. But this isn't the Allen teams of years past where they're just loaded with these, like, five stars and four stars and just completely a juggernaut. Like this, I think this is a beatable Allen team uh, tonight for sure. Now, Grant. And they're going to, they're coming off a loss, so they're going to be hungry for a win. So C King is just going to have to temper everything, right? Even if they get up, they have to kind of just kind of temper their emotions and take it one step at a time and just take care of business. And I think if they can take care of business, I think it could be the second straight year that a Houston team defeats the Allen Eagles. Yeah, and let's not forget that you know Allen's on its what second head coach in as many years. So with that turnover, sometimes it takes the team. A little while to get adjusted. So I think C.E. King can definitely go in there and pull off the upset. Let's let's talk about some San Antonio and Austin teams here. Uh, you know, last week you had the, the Pixin Classic in the Alamo Dome, and all those games were just phenomenal. Uh, and now we have two of those teams from those from those games. Uh, you have Judson and you have Steele. They're going to Austin. They're playing the big boys in Austin. Uh, Judson's going to be taking on Westlake. Steele's going to be lit, taking on Lake Travis. 
either team stand a chance? I know with Lake Travis, I don't know Bo Edmondson's status. He didn't play last week against Arlington Martin. They hung tough with Arlington Martin. I mean, that was a pretty close game. But one of the things that was was interesting about Lake Travis is uh, their defense gave up a lot of points, uh, and they got you know run through pretty good on that. So that's going to be you know interesting to watch because you know on the flip side, still put up a bunch of points last last week. Uh, so if you ask me, I feel like Steele has a better chance. Yes, Westlake was played close by Ridge Point, but if you're asking me, I think some of that was that nerves you're talking about, right? Once everything got locked in, their defense, I think I think defense is going to carry Westlake this year just looking at that game from Ridge Point. But to do Judson, do Steele, do they stand a chance? Jackson, let's start with you. Any of these teams, what do you, what do you make of, of these two games? Yeah, I think Judson is the one that's going to be interesting for me. Uh, you've got... Uh, Johnny Bowen, who Bowens, who's uh, one of the top defensive linemen in the state um, up front. It, it's going to be interesting to see that matchup between him and TJ Shanahan, uh, who's also one of the top offensive linemen in the state. I think that's going to be interesting. I, I, I think Judson does have a good shot after watching them last week. Their defense is really good. Uh, yes, they won in a tight game where they gave up some points, but I think once they just go back and look at the film, they'll be able to solve a lot of those things. Uh, I think – the real matchup between those two is going to be at the wide receiver position for both. Can these quarterbacks get the ball to on the Westlake side, Jaden Greyhouse and Keaton Quebecca, and on the Judson side, can you get the ball to four-star receiver Anthony Evans? I think those those are going to be the matchups to see. Can they get their athletes uh, in space uh, and get the ball to them? I think also for Westlake, can you rely on the run against that Judson defense? Uh, you had Jack Kaiser have a great game last week. Can he pick that back up and – uh, keep that momentum up this week. So I think that's the matchup that's intrig- really intriguing to me is that uh, to see, I believe, Judson has a pretty good shot against Westlake this week. Is it better than Steele's chance against Lake Travis Jackson? Ooh, I, I'm going to go with yes, because Lake Travis, even though they normally – they always have a backup quarterback who's one of, they've had a quarterback go to the D1 level every time, uh, every year, I feel like. And I feel like Edmondson's down. The next guy up is just going to pick up where he left off. I feel like you're going to see Lake Travis's offense uh, at a high velocity. I think they're going to score a lot of points. So uh, I think Judson has a better chance than Steele does this week. All right, Josh, do you agree? Do you disagree? What's your take on these two games? I mean, the biggest question for the Steel Lake Travis game is the health of Bo Edmondson, right? I mean, what he is going to be able to do or not be able to do this. Granted, if he's not able to go, the backup quarterback has had now a full week of practice to get ready for this game. But here's the thing. Steel is a really good football team. This is kind of reminds me of a team they had a few years ago that made a deep run in the playoffs. You know, they've got their quarterback, Chad Warner, as a sophomore. He passed for 200 yards last week. They've got Bailey coming out of the backfield. He rushed for 200 yards. So this is a very good offensive team uh, that Steele is going to bring to the table. Now, defensively, can Steele stop the run? Because Lake Travis had to lean on the run because of Edmondson not being able to play. And, you know, they – chalked up 386 yards of offense on the ground. So that's a lot. If you have two backs that are going in Hamilton and Leon that are that are busting loose for almost 200 yards apiece, that's a problem, you know, for defenses. You have to stop the backs. So no matter who's that quarterback, you can't stop the two running backs. It's going to be a problem. But I think Steele can, and I think they've got defenses to do. So I think I'm going to take – I'm going to go Steele beats Lake Travis, and then – 
You know, Converse Judson can maybe take out Westlake. Converse Judson is a very good, you know, the Judson Rockets are a historic team. They're a historic team here in the state of Texas, what they've been able to do over the years. You know, they ran two different quarterbacks out there last week and both played well. They both threw for over 100 yards, threw a touchdown. They had two running backs and Stanley and Castillo, you know, rushed for over 100 yards each and Stanley going for over 200 yards. So this can be a lot of fun. It's an undefeated Justin team. It's an undefeated Austin. You know, it's San Antonio versus Austin. It's kind of like the DFW-Houston matchup. So I'm going to go San Antonio sweeps it this week. I go Steele and I go Judson to win these games. Wow, those are big, big predictions there. That is, you know, that's that's one of the questions coming in. I posed this question heading into the season is, would San Antonio finally be able to step, step up to these Austin schools? I mean, we see it time and time again. You see a good team from San Antonio get to the playoffs. They get to, you know, kind of the regional finals, and then just awesome teams run through them. We saw it last year with Lake Travis and, and Brennan uh, being, being, you know, the example there. That's a bold statement. I mean, if that happens, that's going to put – Texas high school football on notice for sure. Um, I think more so if Judson beats Westlake, I think Steele has a really good chance to be, beat Lake Travis, whether Bo Edmondson plays or not. But man, yeah, I, that that picking Judson over Westlake that's surprising to me. But hey, I'd love to see it. Love love the chaos, right? Love the chaos that would cause just from a, from a talking point. Let's move on to our last question before we before we get out of the show here. Uh, you know, we talked about the intriguing matchups earlier in the show, but what are the most wa- must-watch games across the state? I'll say for me, I'll go first. I'll say for me, I think it's got to be Liberty Hill and Hutto. Um, you know, you have Liberty Hill, who's kind of that 5A power the last couple of years, made it to the state semis two years ago, made it to the state finals last year. Didn't get to, didn't get to win it, but, you know, they were right there. And they're going to play, pretty, I think, a pretty good Hutto Hippo team. I mean, I got to watch them last week in San Marcos. They were very impressive. I think they got the, the passing and the running game down. It's really going to come down to their defense. And can they stop that slot T attack that is Liberty Hill? They did a good job of containing San Marcos' run game last week. Can they do the same? If Liberty Hill wins this game, I think they're well on their way to making that push for another 5A state championship appearance probably against South Oak Cliff again, uh, if we're being honest, because they looked very impressive in their loss to Dunkinville last week. If they figure out their quarterback situation, I think South Oak Cliff is well on their way um, to another state championship, if I'm being honest. Uh, but what about you guys? I gave you mine. What, uh, Josh, what is your must-watch game for this week? Well, there's a few. Metascacita um, taking on Katy uh, tomorrow night's a big one here in the city of Houston. You know, it could be a, a playoff preview. Uh, they're both coming off big wins last week. These are two programs that met uh, a few seasons ago, and it's one that, you know, Tascacita was up big at the half, ended up losing it in the end on field goals. Katie roared back to to win that game. So they haven't played each other in non-district in a few years. So this is going to be a big test, I think, for Tascacita after coming off that Dickinson win. Um, you know, can they go in and the development continuing of Zion Brown at quarterback, you know, uh, Tory Blaylock at running back, he had over 100 yards rushing last week. It was on a lot of carries. So I'm interested to see if Atascacia's front, you know, front five can get more push for him, open up some more line holes for him. It's going to come against a very good Katie defensive line. Katie got did a very good job of bottling up um, Zyshawn Edwards of Clear Springs last week. They did a good job of keeping him in the box and not allowing him to break through. And on the other side, Katie's offensive line did a good job of opening up holes and gaps for Seth Davis. So 
The intensity of the defense is going to have to be uh, on their toes because Seth Davis is coming. He had over he had 277 yards rushing last week and three touchdowns. He gets in open space. He's hard to catch. He that's the reason he's going to Mississippi State. You know. Another guy is uh, J.R. Sayanis at the wide receiver tight end position. He's a big body wide receiver for Katie. They like to go to him. Caleb Coger likes to roll out and get him. You know, Katie does what Katie does. Can Atascacita slow them down? And and then on the other side, can they score offensively enough? Atascacita's defense did really good last week. They had two defensive scores on the defensive side of the ball that helped kind of blow that game wide open. So that's my big intriguing game in the Houston area is Tassie versus Katie. I think this is going to really tell a lot about both programs. Jackson, how about you? What's that one must-watch game anywhere in the state this week? Yeah, I think my must-watch game is going to be Peyto and Cy Ranch. Uh, Peyto really came out and played really well on the defensive side of the ball last week. Uh, you had number one defensive player in the in the state, uh, top ten defensive player in the country, DJ Hicks, uh, had three sacks in that game, also had a receiving touchdown in that game, just had a pretty, pretty spectacular game one back in Houston uh, playing for Peyto. But the real question is going to be the Peyto offense. Can they get rolling? They only scored 14 points. Uh, the run game struggled. They played three different quarterbacks. The defense was solid all night. I, I, I want to see this Peyto offense take a step this week. I want to see what they can do uh, as that defense is just loaded. And it's going to be a good matchup against a Cy Ranch defense that is just as good. You've got Ashton Porter on the edge committed to Northwestern State. You've got uh, the linebacker committed to Baylor, Broth, or Broth Weir, Brothwire. You've got a bunch of studs on that Cy Ranch defensive side of the ball. And also you've got a Cy Ranch offense that has lots of experience. Uh, you've got Sample at the wide receiver position committed to Kansas. You've got Baker back at quarterback. Uh, he's a guy that makes great decisions with the ball. He can definitely sling the ball. So I'm very intrigued about this matchup to see uh, if Cy Ranch coming off a tough loss to Tompkins can come back and beat a Peyto team that a lot of people are, are expecting to see more uh, development of at the offensive side of the ball, but had high expectations because of how good their defense is. So I think this is a very intriguing game to me. I'm excited to see uh, who comes out on top. I would pick Peyto right now, but with the struggles of offense, uh, I think it's going to be a really tight game. Yeah, and of course, as always, we that's not the only games to watch we have. Um, myself and Josh both have articles. I don't know, Josh, I don't know if yours is alive just yet, but the five games to watch, his are for Houston, mine are for Austin and San Antonio. So head to Vibe.com and check out those list of games and why we think those are the must-watch games across the city. It's going to do it for our show today, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with Fight Recruit Spotlight. But before we go, I'd like to give some shout-outs. Jackson, who are you shouting out today, man? Yeah, I'm going to shout out my brothers in College Station. Uh, last week, they started school. This week's the first uh, week of school. One of my brothers, Mason, he's a senior. The other brother, Harry, he's a freshman at a &M. Uh, It's their first first last game for Mason as a student. Uh, first game for Harry as a student this week and on Saturday as A&M takes on Sam Houston. Uh, so I just want to shout them out. I hope they're having a good time in College Station and uh, – how about you, Josh? Who are you shouting out today? I'd like to just also point out that the mighty Fighting Aggies are opening their season against the Sam Houston Bearcats. So nice test there for the Aggies to open the season. They're facing a team that's won a national championship. That's more than I can say about the Aggies. That, 
that is true. You do make a good point, which actually, which actually, by the way, that team was led by Eric Schmidt, the former uh, Woodlands quarterback there for you, Jackson. And he was actually on our cover last year. So no disrespect for Sam Houston, but it's just, you know, fun with all the big games happening this weekend. And uh, Aggies do have a big one coming up in a few weeks. They do get Miami there in College Station, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no, college football starts this weekend. Uh, a lot of good, exciting games uh, across the board. Uh, but my shout-out, who, let's see, who am I shouting out today? You know what? I'm going to shout-out the student athletic trainers who are out there with these football teams every single Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night working hard, helping the guys get ready for the games. And, you know, for some of them, you know, learning the skills that are going to take them to the college level. And, you know, some of these young men and women want to go be, you know, athletic, full-time athletic trainers one day and work in the NFL or Major League Baseball. And this is the start for their careers is working on the sidelines of, you know, Texas high school football and other sports throughout the year. So I'm going to shout out the uh, student athletic trainers. I'm going to do, I'm going to do something a little silly for my shout out. I'm going to just shout out, uh, you know, kind of, um, just media, if you will, Top Gun Maverick is available to purchase. And if you haven't seen that movie, folks, go see that movie. It's a much watch and Hey, Cobra Kai season five coming out next week. Uh, gotta, can't wait for that, man. I've been waiting for Cobra Kai season five for a while. So Top Gun Maverick, Cobra Kai season five, man, I've been, I've already watched that one a couple of times. Jackson, what you got? One game I know we forgot to mention uh, It is another game to watch out for for Texas high school football fans. Willis traveling to Temple this week. Uh, that could be in a very exciting matchup, uh, seeing Lagway take on a another four-star high recruit, Mikhail Harris, Pi- Harrison Pilot uh, from Temple. That's another game to watch out for as Willis tra- travels up to Temple uh, this week. Very, both teams look very impressive last week, so... That being said, that's our show for today. Again, we will be back tomorrow for Viper Crew Spotlight. Till then, I'm Wack. That's Jackson and Josh. We'll see you at the games. <laughs>